An enthusiastic start to the Westworld episode. This is your host, Leland, here with my friends Brian and Don. Hey! I'm not Don. I'm not Brian. Uh, We just watched the 1973 (laughs) classic? (laughs) I can't believe you've done this to me again. Uh, Michael Crichton, directed and written. Yeah, that Michael Crichton. You know, Jurassic Park's Michael Crichton. Uh, Westworld. Uh, pretty awful. Pretty awful. Was it a book? No. A pamphlet. Pamphlet. <laughs> it was a trip to Disneyland, apparently. Yes. I wouldn't even call it a screenplay. There wasn't, I mean, there couldn't have been more than a... I'm pretty sure if this was a book, it would be fascinating. It's an hour and 20 minute movie. Correct. Yeah. That felt that like three hours. Drawn out. Minutes. Oh my God. It could have Literally, it could have been... 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Crammed into a, a 22 minute yeah. episode of something. It's a short. <laughs> or, or a half hour, you know, episodic uh-huh. TV Absolutely. show. Absolutely. With commercials. It's a with situation comedy about a robot trying to kill people. I mean, I yeah, wish some it was of the, comedy. Some of the music was comedy. Uh, if one of the, the robots was Kevin Hart, it would be a much better I believe film. there was a kazoo duet in this movie. <laughs> and a completely silent sword fight that I hope we get to. <laughs> well, you guys are just all over the map. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, we Let's wanted start with who stars in it. We we wanted to watch. Well, first you got to explain what Westworld is. Some oh, yes. someone might not know oh. that you know the, Michael Crichton. You know the writer of Jurassic Park and uh, you know the Andromeda Strain, Congo, which is another film that we've been needing to watch Sphere. on this. Sphere, amazing book. One of the worst movies ever made. Horrible, horrible movie. It's like you're watching. Like, I'm not watching that with you. You're like you're sitting. Here, uh, <laughs> you I, I don't think I'll, I'll watch me. that again. Like I remember you're watching. You're just like, huh? So did anyone read the book? Is <laughs> uh, Westworld? We wanted to watch it because there's the television show coming soon on HBO. Either I'm, I'm just, I think it's going to air with Game of Thrones. I would figure, you know, have Game of Thrones and then watch Westworld. Like your your Sunday um, sex bot, sex dragon night. You know, it's wow. like nothing says good times on HBO like a lot of sex. Yeah. Um, Give us the premise of the movie. Uh, the, whoa. Give it to us. Calm it down. <laughs> Not a bad premise for a movie. I think the, the premise, yeah. the, the elevator pitch is fantastic. It's basically... Uh, robotic theme park where you can live in the worlds of the Roman days, the Western, or medieval times, right. and everything in there is robots. You can live with robots. You kill people. Live Mostly out. men go to fuck robots. Yeah, li- live live yeah. out your every family. Man, every man in it fuck the robot. Fucking fighting and killing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's fucking and killing. But because it's the seventies, it's all implied. There was a little bit of a sex scene in there. Yeah, like and they and they had that thing, and then I don't know for but how long was that? It was like twenty minutes of like <laughs> skin 
montage. Well, they had that and one gunshots happening outside. The yeah. one dialogue where they're like, "Oh, well, the the sex bot didn't get sensual. Like she's programmed to, you know." Right. And they they use the term. Sex yeah, that bot. poor dude got rejected by a computer that was programmed yeah. to like yeah. him. Well, yeah, not, it's mean, not unlike a fantasy island, so that, yeah, of the premise. Fantasy island, not fun. You <laughs> so know, big names, big cast yeah, for the time. I, for the time, I, I mean, I think James Brolin's the only one rememberable who's still working today that people would know. Well, James, not Josh. So, James, you know, not Josh. Yul Brenner. Yul Brenner, dead who now, but no one knows. But an, I don't know about that. Uh, not kids. The King today. and I, sure. King kids and I, today, no. You know, big today, I don't know actor, Big actor back in the day. Um, Richard and, Benjamin and his porn stash. Do, do you want to take over the podcast? I'm just adding. <laughs> I feel Can like you're rushing me. If you're tired, we can do this uh, tomorrow. No, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure that the, the pacing of the movie was so slow that I feel like I have to get through things. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> My God. Uh, uh, Richard Benjamin, who, uh, you know, if you don't know who he is, then I, I can't help you. He's very familiar. Yeah. Looking. I, I love, uh, well, love's a strong word. I enjoy him in Dracula. No. Love at First Bite, where George yeah. Hamilton is Dracula, the tannest Dracula in Ever. all of cinema history. Yeah, um, yeah. that's this, it. That's this, all I this know. This movie's from. almost worth watching just to see that mustache. It's it's. He uh, does have a. It's Burt Reynolds, but not as awesome. Extra. No, <laughs> you know, like the mustache was epic, but not on that gentleman. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, Dick Van Patten. Dick Van Patten, who still looks exactly... A total waste of Dick Van Van Patten. Rest in peace, Dick Van Patten. Lied last year, apparently. But uh, I believe... No, no, it's true. In 1974... This movie, was yeah, seventy four, seventy four, seventy three. Excuse me. He looked very the whole much. Whole year is going to make a difference. He made. He looked very much the same as he did last year. <laughs> I would agree with that. Right. Probably still looks the same now. Oh. He aged well, <laughs> Dick Van Patten. But he did he decay well. Fifty years of the same hairline. Forty years of the same hairline. Did he decay well? I don't know. You want to go dig him up and look? Shit. Can we do that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm sure there's a law against it. Somewhere. There's a lot of men out there. <laughs> don't sue us. The uh, yeah, the plot is these two dudes, Peter and John. They're lawyers. They're on vacation for a thousand dollars a day. You go to whatever world you want and you indulge yourself in whatever deprived thing you yeah. want to do. Get and into it. Basically, they get there, they have a good time. Some sort of, they call it a disease, but we now know virus is a term for computer problems. Yes, it would now be termed as a computer virus. Right, and this virus apparently corrupts all the robots and they start killing Correct. the patrons. They become sentient almost, like they're, they have a mission and now they can actually cause mm-hmm. harm mm-hmm. and pain. They've overridden their system or their, whatnot. Their, and that's it. That's the whole premise of the That's movie. really it. Now, the next hour and 20 minutes, all those things we said are in it. Yes. Just elongated sometimes. Really spanned out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when Yul Brenner goes bad and starts walking after... Richard Benjamin. Yeah, you're and in. That's a potty break for there sure. Is, man, you can you get would up and, say you can get up and move around. I feel in, in in some circles, some could say, "Oh, it's a slow burner." That's an understatement. But 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 with slow burner films, for example, uh, like Tarantino, I think has a 
sense of having a slow burn to an epic conclusion. This yeah, has no conclusion no. or epicness. A, they, it just continues the slow burn. There are shots yeah. in this movie that were unnecessary, made no sense. There's a five-minute montage of them getting dressed in their cowboy outfits. For no out, For, no, for reason. no reason whatsoever. Lots of walking. Lots I'll of, be honest. In a lot more walking than The Lord of the Rings. I'll be honest. In a lot of <laughs> 70s movies that I've watched from like 70s sci-fi, there's a lot of unnecessary things Editing being shown. Editing was terrible. Like, and it, it wonders, like, are they trying to establish something? Like, oh, well, we have to show them dressing. People wouldn't understand if they walked in from one scene wearing, you know, patent leather to walk out wearing cowboy outfit. Right. Like, we would never understand that they obviously changed their clothes. So we have to have a five-minute changing scene. Like, right. Is that just an editing issue? Is it a pacing issue? I mean, well, it is. It's a lot of issues. Terrible maybe. directorial choice, right? And I don't dislike Michael Crichton as a director. I do here. Um, uh, he made an '80s movie I love called Runaway, which you can find on the Movie Issues podcast from our first year. Wow, you know that's awesome. Magnum PI chasing down robots. Gene Simmons makes bad robots. It's awesome. More robots. He loves robots More that robots. go bad. He likes things that theme parks where they kill people. <laughs> hey, that's his bread and butter. There you go. So we got the theme park. You know, we also got a taste of what Terminator was going to be like. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think this movie has a lot of premise and a lot of things have spawned from it that are better than the actual execution. Absolutely. Um, I've always said I think a remake would be really good at yes. this. And they could add other parks, like there'd be like a jungle world right. or, uh, you know, 50s and that world or goes something. kind of to what Fantasy Island was. Correct. Which is maybe, I'd, I'm imagining Fantasy Island, which was late 70s, early 80s. Uh, yeah, I would assume. Probably it was slightly Whatever they, Love Boat was, was high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know? right. So it had to be slightly based on this movie. I mean, when did Aaron way. Spelling have his reign of television? Like early 90s? No, no that was, was, that was no, he was yeah. still going. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. like. Late seventies, early eighties yeah, was his reign. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, it's, I'm, it's, ah, man, it is what it is. It really? Oh my gosh! <laughs> if you I, now, it's been a while since I've seen the sequel, Future World, uh, which is essentially the. the it's kind of like Jurassic World. They're like, well, we fixed all the problems. Now we opened a new park, and they invite two um, reporters to come up to. Future world. I don't remember if it's actually in space <laughs> or if it's simulated space. Right. But it's like it's Peter Fonda and Blythe Danner are re- reporters that come to Future World. Hey, guess what happens? Nothing still works. Oh, <laughs> like in Yul Brenner has cameos now, and like flashback oh. sequences of him like still attacking. You know, so it's like so you didn't get rid of the virus. But after seeing these computer guys mm-hmm. having their Exposition jargon conversation. The jargon was awesome. Just it making made, it stuff. Made, it up. made no sense. There was no yeah. technical expertise. It was in like anything. three, four minutes of dialogue, panning across computer screens with nothing, with, with random, geometry, random yeah. geometry, random geometry, like <laughs> screensaver stuff. One screen had letters <laughs> and letters and numbers on it. No words, just you know, random stuff. Intense like, blinking light. Oh, panels. lots of blinking and no keyboards, just no nope. buttons to push. Yeah. You couldn't type anything. And closed circuit surveillance. <laughs> and very good closed circuit. They yes. can zoom in, in color. In color. Right. Right. Which doesn't really... Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought it was weird. Like, 
Oh, man. So they, the movie starts off with them on a hovercraft, apparently, is what they're supposed to be on. But it's not filmed very well to get the impression that they're on a hovercraft. I didn't get that at all. Yeah, like, they're supposed to be on a hovercraft. It, and you're like, oh. Right. Because I thought it was a train. Does this take place in the future? I thought uh, they were just I, flying I, I over. Assume I thought near they were just future? in a, I thought they were just flying with that projection. Really right. low? They're just, yeah, that they're just flying over the... You mean they didn't go anywhere? They just put them on a, on a fake thing for rear projection? They were like, we're going to pretend you're flying somewhere. No, right. no. But <laughs> the park's actually outside this building. <laughs> but we have to give you the impression you're leaving L.A. <laughs> like you're not in like Star Tours. Tours. Yes. Yeah, right. it's like, you actually don't go anywhere. Well, but yeah, where are there. they really going to go? That, uh, I, I thought that's totally what it was. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to be on a hovercraft. Oh my it had God. like stewardesses. I totally and, thought that it was just you know, and I'm gonna say yeah. pretending to go to the soundstage that was. Yeah, and I'm gonna say stewardess, not flight attendant, because these it was the 70s and it they were still totally stewardesses. stewardesses. <laughs> oh wow, that's hilarious. But you know, they get to and you, you have, they give you the lowdown like on a video. Yes. They're like, you hear your three options: yeah. Roman, medieval, and and West. And I'm kind of. Trivia question. They said at some point of, they called it Western World, and then there's other parts where it's called Western. Yeah, and in movie it's even said. Right, yeah, they say I that. don't know. I feel other than the West. I mean, obvious Western World. Yes, pe- like people which love you've chosen. Yeah, people love cowboys and Indians and, and fighting, playing games in the West. I days. think I would have chosen but, Western. I don't know medieval world, and I guess medieval world because the the Ren Fair thing. Sure, like right. People like to do the Ren Fair. Yeah, that could have been good. Roman world seems a little out of place. I think they just sort of went every couple thousand years. Yeah, like wine and grapes. Yeah, and that's all they did. I guess. What's the most recent history that's aesthetically different? It's the, the Wild West. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Roman. Just such medieval. a unique, yeah. weird moment yeah. in like, humanity. The old west. Sure. It has its own aesthetic. Oh, uh, yeah. That, we're like, where's Victorianville? Like, where's Victorian world? Like, I would have gone there. That could have been good. Like, you yeah, saw like Jack, Jack the Ripper Jack murder. Jack the Ripper, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sequel. <laughs> you know, I, I've always thought there could have been more worlds, but I get it. You know, it's the 70s. You want to stick with it. Yeah, I would have done Western world or But Roman honestly, world. for this film... Three worlds was too much for them to handle. Yeah, because they can't oh, yeah. bounce just no in the world. They should have had one theme park. Mm-hmm. It didn't make any sense to add yes. the other two. It added nothing to the story. Not only... You're right. Not only would it... It makes no sense to add the other two worlds, but to try and force in... I want to use the term a B-plot about the other two right. worlds where we don't care. Like, we're never given the name... Of that couple that split right. up in the beginning, and the wife goes to Roman right. world, and the husband goes to medieval. Wife like, goes to Roman world because she's like, oh, the men. Like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna go have orgies, and then and he goes to become king in the medieval world. It's like they never tell you their right. names. They're not. They're they're right. they're. Who cares what their storyline is? And we spend an awful lot of time with yeah. that guy trying to become king. Correct. For him, to, now I think we only spend enough time with him so we can watch him be the first one get killed. Right. But it makes no difference like because Black Knight. because in the like, weirdest right sword fight in cinema the history, worst yeah. sword fight no music there's Nothing. no dialogue bent swords the, uh, the swords yeah. yeah and the slowest lumbering the like two Frankenstein sword fight <laughs> yeah it's not it's not it's filmed awful I'm not gonna lie awful yeah you know there's no stunt choreographer uh, and guy the lighting on set. my God the lighting in this film. Yes. 
it's like really bad soap opera lighting. Yeah, and we looked up the, the the cinematographer, and that's pretty much where he came from. Like, nice. You know, he did a couple movies here and there, but majority of it and was everything soap about, like opera the dialogue stuff. was ridiculous. You know, the the line that Richard Benjamin delivers, like, you know, he's all get, trying to get excited about becoming another. It's like, yeah, I want to do all that stuff. Like, you know, what a, what is it? What the line is? What about that thing they do over the gun? And he's like stroking the top <laughs> of his fist, you know, trying to pretend it's a. Pretend it's like rapid fire right. gun. What's that thing? Unbelievable. I feel funny. And yeah. Oh, the I feel funny. Yeah. So he's laying there, and like this this robot woman starts getting undressed, and he looks at her. And he's like, oh, I feel funny. And then they oh, roll no. around on the bed got, for five minutes. Out of those two I feel scenes. Funny. Out of those two scenes, mean? I feel the I feel funny is more in line with actually something you would say. Like I feel funny. I'm like I'm naked in bed. About to have sex with a robot, yeah, like I would feel weird. odd. No, I took it as he's like, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting aroused. I feel funny, like he's like right. eight well, years I, old. You know, I feel tingly in my oh. underpants. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I took it. My, je- uh, my jeans are getting tight. I don't know moving. why. My naughty parts yeah. are moving. I, I just, it's um. But to go back to you know, we see the the you know the the, the king get killed in medieval world, which you know again I think they set up to have him get killed, but. It's so useless to have them set that up. Literally five minutes later, James Brolin gets killed. Mm-hmm. So it's right. like, well, that's enough. They you can not need any other world. That would have been it. Like, not to mention, can I just say, oh, two sure, pro- we're all over the place. The two protagonists in this hey, are not likable at all. They no. have no personalities you're of not, which to speak. You're not rooting for any of these two guys. No, they're, they're not like. Bad guys, but they're not. They're, there's nothing charming about either one of them. There's nothing no likable. Like in this movie. Well, I couldn't describe even e- either character to you. They're, Tell me about either character. I don't know. They're regular dudes who spoke four times. They're 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're two dimensional at best. Like the, the the most third dimensional character in this movie is Yul Brenner as the robot. Exactly. And even for sure. But even then, you're like, but you're a robot. But so it's you weird. The other two guys like ten words the whole movie. Right. Yeah. The other two guys aren't even cliches of anything. Right? No, they're not even like like traditional archetypes of something. They're they're literally like, there's that one scene right when they get there. They're they they change they change clothes into their western wear and they're like in the hotel, which I thought was weird that they had to share a room at the hotel. Is like no one else. Is, there's no other guests. Like no, they work together. Like and they're talking about how they work together as lawyers, oh, and he's just like, "Well, you've been divorced for six months now. You got to get back on the saddle." And I'm like, "Okay." And by saddle, I mean robot. robot. Right. So you're just kind of talking to me, like, "Okay, is this this is it? This is our scene of character development, and it's not interesting, nor is it enough to care about these two characters by any means. No, it's not thought out well." But it sucks because it comes from a great idea. Oh my god, such a great idea. Right. You know, and it's just like you watch it, just like, oh. And then as you pointed out, Don, the multitude of scenes that just don't they drag anywhere. It's like they're like, here's a bunch of dead robots. Well, we have to watch them pick them up for the night. And we're going to watch a team come out (laughs) right and and pick, pick them, them up, up for the night. night, you know. And then they throw them in the conveyor belt. They go down to the, you know, the depths of Western World. They show them all lined up, being fixed by which doctors. Yeah, which <laughs> they're all dressed in scrubs, and you're like, you're not real. So what do you give a shit? You're fixing robots, and they're all yeah. like, and there's that, you know, like um, this actor who I've never heard of, Alan Opperheimer. 
is like walking through, which to me, that sounds like a fake name if I've ever heard one. And he's like walking through going like, mm, what's wrong with this robot? And they're like, well, her eyes are uh, twisted, so we're fixing them. He's like, ah, oh, good. Uh, he like walks over the next one. What's wrong with this horse? Keeps kicking. Oh, mm, ah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and he's just like, you're just saying things. Like, I don't think there was a script. Nope. Um, and then when the disease starts yes. breaking through and they're all in the control room, and then they lose power. Right. And they're like, oh, it's getting hot in here. The doors won't open. And then we find them all dead later. And <laughs> we don't know why. All of them dead. You're like, okay, so did, did, did you die of asphyxiation? Heat stroke? Right. Really, you couldn't open the robots room. kill them? Yeah, like, how did the virus control the locks in the doors? I, I was like, why would you have automatic locks? Uh, no one's got a key? Nobody. Like, I mean, I just... It, Plot-wise, it makes no sense. And, you no. know, and Richard Benger finds him, and he's just like, oh, okay. No, but can we also mention that every other scientist is missing from the building? Yeah. There's on? no one there. They're, everyone's I mean, disappeared. I mean, I don't know. I mean, according to Wikipedia, so, you know, go, you know, with whatever. 1973, the budget was $1.2 million. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money back then. Where are the extras? Right. I want to know, did they spend all the money building the western town in the middle of the Mojave Desert? Uh, Or was that that one of those ghost towns, that, like a tourist thing that you come along, you're driving along like Route 66, you're like, oh look, a ghost town. Yeah, is it like one of those kind of things that's just previously standing buildings? But... I don't know because you're watching just like, I don't know where the money went. Even for 1973... I don't know where the now, money. Do we went. know how this was received critically at the time? Fifty-fifty. Uh, it's what it said. Kind of like it's considered a cult status, but kind of re- more like the idea. Just because it's the birth of Mike Myers and the Terminator. Is that like the Mike Myers? You mean Michael Myers? Yeah. No, Mike Myers. Austin Mike Powers. Myers. Austin Powers. <laughs> and Fembots. Yeah. <laughs> Fembots got it. I mean, you can see where like. I don't know. Until I hear it from John Carpenter's mouth that he says he was inspired by this to make Michael Myers. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't see the connection other than it's a lumbering guy following someone. Who like, kind of won't die. I guess. I, I think I just give respect to Michael Myers. <laughs> I mean, Schwarzenegger said that he based, you know. Well, yeah, you can see the, the Terminator for sure. Right. Which is what I told you during the movie. I remember about 10 years ago they wanted to do a remake of this and they wanted Schwarzenegger to play the gunslinger. Right. I was like, all right, 10 years ago, maybe 15. Yeah, that would have been kind of funny to right. see him play another Terminator. the shades of Stepford Wives. When was the yeah. original Stepford Wives? Around the same time, 74, okay. 75. So, right, yeah. so it had that kind of feel to it. So the robot genre must yeah. have been... The killer robot thing was always... Yeah, it's like, oh, now we have technology to A kind technology, of work with it. Right. Which is the only good thing, I think, coming out of this particular movie is that we have the HBO series coming out this year which is produced by like three or four different producers, but one of them is J.J. Abrams, which I think always brings kind of a good... Man makes good TV. I right. mean, hate Lost or whatever. Man yeah, makes great, good TV. Like, and I fucking great, love it. interesting Alias. premise of the show. Yeah. You know, and, and if they do take it in the in the vein of, of Fantasy Island and mm-hmm. this and Stepford Wise. And I'm not and sure... It could be great. At nice this time, and... I don't think it's going... Because I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. I mean, I, assume, I do have a cast list for you. Great. I don't think... We don't know how many episodes yet, so if it's going to be like um, every week we have a new right. group of people come in, which I don't fancy. Yeah, I don't think that would be very interesting. Right. But I'm assuming we're going to have the 
like the man who created the robots. You know, we're going to have our human people that we follow. You know, we're going to have certain robot characters that we get to know and you're kind of like, oh, it's a robot with feelings. Or we're going to have like the whiz kid that knows how to technologically make all the robots work and he's probably twisted. You know, uh, there was that call sheet that went out earlier last year about the extras needed for the HBO Westworld must be comfortable being naked all day doing simulated oral and hand gestures and making a human table. So even looking at the IMDb list, there's a lot of like nude this, nude that. So there's going to... HBO is definitely ramping up the, the Roman world. Yeah, they're they're ramping up the hey, we're HBO. Mm. Humans are sick. When we get together, we want to kill and fuck robots. Right. If we're gonna have a robot fucking movie, TV show, they're really gonna go for it on this. Right. But you, right now, the cat you got uh, Evan Rachel Wood is one of the leads. James Marston, Tandy Newton, Jeffrey Wright, who I think is awesome. Um, Rodrigo Santoro, if you've ever seen, he was the. Um, in 300, the big bad guy. Yeah, What's yeah, his name? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. The, the God. Yeah. Well, I can't yeah, remember his name. Uh, <laughs> the guy they were all running voice. away from. <laughs> great voice. Uh, ben Barnes. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is your lead. I think he's probably the guy that created sure. the robots. The I feel that's his. He's a mad scientist. Yeah. Uh, here's the weird one. Ed Harris. He's the villain. I think Ed Harris is the gunslinger. Really? Yeah. Nice, I like it. I, I like Ed Harris, and I think he can play. I'd, really I'd good buy Ed Harris more as the doctor, the mad scientist. Yeah, so I mean, that's your cast. There's a bunch of other random people that you might recognize, but that's like the main cast. But it, from the pictures I looked online, they're not helpful. Like it's like uh, Ed Harris standing over a bad guy. Uh, Anthony Hopkins wearing a Victorian outfit. You know. Cowboy Cyclops next to Tandy Newton as a prairie girl. You know, so it's like, oh, all right, you are all over the map with these photos, which don't paint any kind of picture for what this is going to be. I'm assuming it's like, you're not going to have Ed Harris do the big gunslinger walk of death in the first episode. No. I mean, this. I'm imagining the movie because it's so shallow. There's nothing to this movie. Right. Again, barely a short film. So they they can carte blanche and just yeah it. They no, can no no totally this amazing universe with all these different worlds maybe maybe I hope each they have episode, more worlds yeah. maybe each episode is a different world maybe you know I can see that or bringing in different directors to episodes yeah. you know to, I just can't imagine that they'll you know pardon the pun like shoot the load real quick with. Westworld with with Ed Harris being the bad guy in the first episode, like I feel like that's right. what your whole season's building up to is yeah, him going can. bad. Yeah, you, you yeah, know, yeah, right? Or they, do they play it up in the like, or is it their sentient villain? Like they already right. know I they're bad guys. I'm and hoping they, they no learn. Creator. I hope yeah. they learn. I hope the robots learn. They learn the dap, which would be more creepy. Yeah, you know, yeah, today it could because we have that technology. You know, we're, we're aware very aware. Siri, Siri goes Yeah, bad. we're very aware of computers. <laughs> right. Learning. To me, that's like you'd be going back to the 80s if it was like a mad scientist yeah, yeah. programmed behind somebody's back. I think it has to be. A they, they start learning. Yeah. And you're like, oh, learning. great. You know. Siri and Alexa. That's way scarier. Killing, yeah. Killing yeah. You know my fear. I. Robots. It's nope. a certainty. You know. They're coming. Bender's got it right. <laughs> Bender's got it right. You know, it's the movie is painful. It's slow. The lack of good score. 
Like I always say, you never know what I'm saying. Like any score, there's I swear to God, there's there's there's, there's no score. Like and, and no there's, character. There's, there's a fucking kazoo song and duet in there somewhere. I, I feel <laughs> you never notice how there's a Keystone Cops like do 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 the music if the music and the editing and the lighting are good, you never talk about them because you don't notice them. Right. There's but when they're bad, that's the you right. can't. And that's then, all you're looking at. What about the at? random slow motion shots that we just put into the fight scenes? That, or, uh, you asked that, that it was like, was that, with, you're like, like, was this a new technology? I'm like, I think even, they've been doing yeah, slow-mo for a while. Made the movie even longer. I mean, like every time someone would hit, you you know what was missing from, because there was no music. So every time <laughs> they went to the slow motion, you kept waiting for the um, six million dollar man. like, <laughs> And you're like, well, that would have made it better. You know, <laughs> which also, you know, cyborg. You know, and that movie, right. the Six Billion Dollar Man with Marky Mark, like, mm-hmm. why? No, that was a comedy. Like, why? And it's probably going to be a it's going to be a comedy movie. Like, I mean, I can't imagine that it's going to be taken seriously, which will probably not be good for the fans of the Six Million Dollar Man, where they weren't making a comedy. Right. Like they actually I love were $6 right. So I mean, you know, yeah. your demographic, you watched it when it first aired. You know, yeah. side, uh, right up until six, the end when they, they they did their own version of Jumping the Shark when he met the abominable fucking snowman oh, in the God. tunnel, yeah, which <laughs> I mean, is what? the old, come on, which I only know that because of the Universal Studios tour uh-huh. where they walk you through that you fucking through thing the tunnel, and they're like, yeah. you may recognize this tunnel. You're like, pause. No one recognizes this this tunnel. Yeah. Like, if you ain't 60 or 50, you don't know this tunnel. tunnel. So don't tell us that anymore, Universal. (laughs) It was amazing. You know, but like, yeah, the $6 million man, what was it, $6 million woman? Same? Yes. What was her show's name? Lindsay Wagner was Bionic Woman. Bionic Woman, that was it. Like, they tried doing that a couple years ago in a reboot. And it was like, you're watching the show going... Okay, I don't care about this. No, because it doesn't play in today's culture no. of what we know about robotics. And, and that's what I say. Like, the movie will be one of those 21 Jump Street spoofs of sure. the thing where you're like, well, then you're just making fun of the thing that people really liked. Right. Instead of making, I think you probably could have made a good action cyborg kind of movie or whatever. I don't know. But once you, I feel you put Marky Mark in the role, well, you, you bring in a comedy element. Did you feel like. The, new, the movies 21 and 22 Jump Street were making fun of 21 Jump Street? I don't think they No, were. but they're definitely poking fun at the ridiculousness of that of particular that plot. You know, yes. Right. But I, yeah. but yeah. I, they, they called themselves out at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, and that's what makes this movie's yeah. genius is they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to make fun of this. But in yeah. a nice way. Yeah. This is, I see, I felt the same way with the Brady Bunch movie. Like, they yeah, called it out time. in the beginning. You're like, what you're watching is ridiculous. Yes. Right. You know, and I feel if the $6 million man doesn't call it out in the first 10 minutes, then I think they've missed the point of making the right. movie. Right. But I'm saying, is there? are we living in a, in a world where we could have a $6 billion man reboot movie where it actually could be a good action flick, or do they have to make it tongue-in-cheeky like you, we know they're going to do? Yeah, like I, I think honestly, what it depends on who you get to star in it. Yeah. For example, I feel like you, it's got to be Twenty One Jump Street style, right? You get I mean, Marky Mark. I feel it's got to be kind of tongue in cheek and funny. Right. Yeah, you get say like I, I can't think. Um, Daniel Craig. Sure, <laughs> you get Daniel Craig. Right. I don't see him doing right. it funny. Correct. Right. He's a right. badass cyborg right. working for a government. Right. You know, Tom Cruise. He's a badass cyborg who's. Yeah. Too old for the role, but right, right, that right. caliber, you know. I'm like, I'm not. You get Lee Majors. 
lead. <laughs> that motherfucker's still alive. So if he doesn't do a cameo, it's like I don't know. He could be the doctor. <laughs> it's like, That's funny. You know, and you know they'll make a joke like, "Well, I used to be," and he's like, er, 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 you know, side but bionic. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. It's like. If, you know, and do they throw a bone? Like, do they have a bionic woman in the movie just because, hey, you know, shoot for the gold. Right. This may not get a sequel. Might as well put a badass chick in it. Yeah. Right. You know? I mean, maybe they bring them in for cameos as, you know, comedy. Yeah, Lindsay Wagner, she's still working. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Really? For real? yeah she was on CSI this last nice, season. Nice, nice. <laughs> or nice. NCIS. How the other acronym cop show. Gotta be 60s, something. Yeah, she's like late 60s. Nice. Well, I mean, I mean, last major still around. Yeah, he's still alive. Is he? Yeah, I don't know if he's camo. Oh, cam- I camo. I don't know <laughs> if he's going camando. Not sure. Today, but I forgot about the other lost of uh, of uh, Grizzly Adams we didn't to talk about, but Dan Dan Haggerty. Uh, a few weeks ago, yeah, Dan Haggerty. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, who? That was a, I know. That was probably my even. Um, granted, it was a, a show even for me, and I know who Grizzly Adams is, but oh, I didn't know gosh. who played him. I love that show. Yeah. So I think I, I really do credit that show. Probably right in the time when I was eight or nine, I guess. Was it was, around the same time as Six Million Dollar Man? Yes. Then? Okay. Absolutely, and and uh, like man, I just made me want to go. Camping on the outdoors. Was he uh, roommate with a bear in a log cabin having he, situation yeah, just, comedy? Yeah, it was a comedy. It had a couple <laughs> funny parts in it, but uh, the bear was, was the balky. <laughs> but it was a it was a great, it's great show. Spoke with a bear, right? <laughs> oh no, I lost my roommate. Oh, anyway. my cousin's coming in from Bear World. Yeah. <laughs> back to Westworld. Oh, there's a if I had to pick only one part that I liked, but I got excited when you told me that uh, that Mrs. Jean Roddenberry. Oh yeah, yeah. Majel Barrett has Maybe. she plays the robot saloon owner right. girl mistress, and I, I think I was more excited about that than any other part. Yeah. Of the whole thing. <laughs> well, it was so funny because she comes on screen and you're like, "Well, that's a handsome woman. Oh, <laughs> that's a shame." Yeah, you don't mean to make fun of Majel. Like uh, she kind of looked like John Hamm in the White Shot. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ouch. What do they say? She got a chin like a cartoon pilot, uh, which is weird. Because was she a proper actress? Yeah. What do you mean by proper? I mean, did she do a lot of stuff before becoming just the? Yeah, she she Star did the Trek? she did the, you know the the acting contract circuit back in the day. Like you know, I guess technically before this movie, she was Star she Trek. was the voice before Star well, Trek. Well, no, so she wasn't was... the voice on the original. There was no talking computer on original Star Trek. They just push buttons and boop, boop, boop. She was Nurse Chapel. Nurse Chapel, thank you. And, but she was Nurse Chapel was second because she was second in command in the pilot. And then they were like, <laughs> women can't be in command. So when Shatner took over from the Christopher Pike actor, who I can't right. remember right now, and then... She got Nurse Chapel. That's right. But you know, she was still like, exciting. She then. was banging the boss, so what did she care? <laughs> you know. Go get him, you, know, you know. And and then when Next Generation came back, she got a full fledged character and she was the voice of the computer voice through computer. every Star Trek up until two thousand nine when she passed away. Yeah. Uh so I mean, you know, respect to Majel, but yeah, she got a chin that But I don't remember her I think maybe she had some work done at one point because I don't remember her looking that mannish in Star Trek. I kind of thought she was an she older lady, yeah, like a nice looking older woman in Star right. Trek. You know what I mean? So, but Fantastic. yeah. So when you get excited about the character actress cameo versus <laughs> the film, you know that's a bad sign. Yeah, possibly one of the. Now, I mean, what did, now, what did you think of the special effects on 
the robot itself. Like when they were having him burn and he's walking around like on fire and stuff. Yeah, like, like Brian said, he's like, he's a robot. He, does not, he doesn't feel pain. Like he's right. writhing around like, ah, like he's like, you know. Oh, was he really? Like, yeah. Oh, he's oh. all over the place. It's like, wait. It doesn't make sense. So you keep, uh, as long as his mechanics kept working. I, he was I like, just, the Terminator, he just kept going. Right. I like, just ah. assumed maybe the wires were burning and he was just kind of like, like, Twitching like you know, oh my arm wire twitch. So it was a human. I'm on fire. I'm well, on maybe fire. there's a pain chip. I mean, great stunt. Probably <laughs> the best stunt that? in the whole show. It was when he cuts on fire. Yeah, there's like, sure. yeah, yeah. a full fire thing. Just like every other part of the film, it went on way too long. Oh, which, like, in that instance, like is ridiculous. very impressive. The ridiculous. Yeah, you, because the seventies, you're like that guy died. <laughs> they decided <laughs> the to have like the, this western saloon bar fight for no reason. For no reason whatsoever. Well, no, I don't think no reason. It, there's always a Western saloon bar fight in yes. the movie, so they were living out that fantasy but during the, the Westworld. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they, they, they were supposed to be involved in the it. Gun. And they, and they were playing poker, and they're like, "Oh, we're not. Right. Just let it yeah. go on." So they just it's just there. the problem with that scene, though, is it happens when nothing else is happening. Correct. So you're like, "Oh, so I hope we've reached that point in their adventure." <laughs> so you know? I almost don't believe it was an hour and twenty minutes. It felt so fucking long. <laughs> I can't even. I don't even know what to say. I mean, let's let's be honest. I fell asleep at the end. You did. You did. <laughs> Literally, snores came out. Leland snored a little bit at the end there. <laughs> what? You can't. You making us watch this? You're sleeping. You, you know what? You know what? You know what? My Amazon you, you Prime me, fell asleep. You, you gave that's me true. Answer the <laughs> we were watching it on Amazon Prime. And the movie did stop. And there was a gunshot, <laughs> and it could have been a logical end of the movie, and Amazon well, shut Amazon down. Said, Fuck it. In my defense, though, I had a blanket. You it was did. Nice and warm. <laughs> it was comfortable. It's late at night. You know I was gonna fall asleep. Oh, it's kind of like was those those new movie theaters where they give you um a, a, a recliner. That's here. You got it. I'm here. going to. I'm out. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Air conditioner, food, a nice, a cool Reclining, room, and I can recline. And it's dark. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to bed. I got no reason to stay awake. <laughs> like, 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 I paid fifteen dollars to sleep. Now you got to go at noon. <laughs> Like I saw, I had a screening. Um, I saw that Maze Runner sequel uh, in one of those at the screening. More mazy? Uh, yeah, more mazes. Oh, and when I'm sitting there, and I walked in. I'm like, "Are you kidding? I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm not gonna. Uh, they're gonna have a maze, and I'm gonna be like, I, how'd they get through it? You know? Okay, but guess what? There was no maze in this one, so it's okay. So like, I, I laid back there, and the thing was, it, it, it like reclined, and the feet went up, and I was like, Wow. Oh. Oh yeah, I don't know. I, there was a dude fell asleep in the screening, which also doesn't bold well for the movie. No. Unfortunately, you know, you know, it's a bad sign when you put you in the in, in the recliner area and you fall asleep. Right. Uh, this movie is so bad I couldn't fall asleep because I I was astounded by it. Yeah, Don and I were continuously shocked at how poorly it was made. <laughs> I I I enjoy it on a cult level because I just I think the premise gets me through the whole movie. Like I love the premise so much. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. But like, tell me three things about either of the two protagonists. They're white. That doesn't count. That's a visual. <laughs> Is that like, thing. can you describe Qui Gon Jinn in one word? And you go, I want to say stoic. I mean, even but the, I don't even know what opening. stoic the opening means. Opening comes up with a postage stamp size thing that doesn't that's about to, on, on the whole screen. It's tiny. The problem which is supposed to be a commercial for yeah, it's like a commercial with no graphics with or nothing. It's just a, like a reporter like standing there, like yeah, interviewing people coming back from their adventures. But even that news report and goes on way too, way too, too long. long. Oh, there's a great right. one. The, the very 
like the third or fourth lady. Because there's talks like four to. people he talks to. They talk to. to each other. They finish the conversation. Pregnant pause. <laughs> he says, "Thank you." Pregnant pause. She says, "You're welcome." Pregnant pause. And then walks away. Right. All on screen. Well, I mean, I guess they were trying to attribute that to like, hey, when you watch the news and they talk to real people, they don't know how to talk to people <laughs> with a microphone. I don't know. I had more problems that they were like, they're like, like what a weird statement to make in a million dollar budget movie. Well, right. one. What a weird, yeah. what a weird thing to present to the world. I, but it's always like, he's just like, where did you come from? Oh, we went to Roman world. No, what is he saying? The was, woman. He goes, oh, we went to Roman world. Oh, the man. Oh, like, okay. And then the, and the guy goes, he goes, what did you do in Western world? I killed six men. <laughs> and I loved it. You're like, right. okay. That's, that's when you like, yeah, yeah, that, and that's why I'm more interested in the, in the series to see the twisted side that now we're allowed to show the dark side of sure. Westworld. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there was the scene of like if people got sex robots, what they would yeah. really Rome do with RG. sex robots? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm going to live out a rape fantasy. Like, like that's yeah. awful. But like, was it you were saying? Eyes wide shut. When you were saying during the movie, the, the scene where they were um, dismantling all the robots after they've been shot up and used and abused for the night, right. they're fixing them up. How frightening that scene would be today. Sure. Because of new technologies and camera angles and stuff. Yeah, and they'd be like, well, we're going to show them doing all. this. You uh-huh. know? And I, of course, because I take it to the lowest common denominator as far as grossness. After he had sex with a sex box and he walked away. And I was like, so does she go back to work or is she programmed to go and get cleaned like oh, yeah. somebody cleans the sex like, like there has to be like there's a room of a clean like a small woman cleaning they must like the, detach a vagina toss it and put a new one on that's what i do and mouth and, and probably mouth. buttholes and ears and stuff buttholes and ears right okay. any orifice <laughs> available yes it's assumed <laughs> somebody's fucking it, it <laughs> right <laughs> armpit gone like, is it cheaper? I don't know. Is it cheaper to replace all those things nightly, or just put them through some sort of sonic wash? Like they, like they, they, and they yes. just kind of buzz That's them exactly all. Like you know, I don't know. My God. Hopefully these these will be answered in the in the, in, in the R-rated version of Westworld, presented by J.J. Abrams and HBO. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a twenty-minute montage of them scrubbing cum out of some. Oh. Gross. Get me the spoon. <laughs> you. I. I just. Um. It's. It's. I don't even know how to look at you right now. Like I just can't. But I always. Okay. So on, on Star Trek, there's the holodeck, mm-hmm. and it's always implied people be fucking on the holodeck. Well, yeah. Riker. You know that's. You know what he's doing. What else are you gonna do? But but I always like. Okay. It's just light. Like that's how they establish that the holodeck is just hard light being formed into whatever you're where you're at and who you're killing or fucking. It's an illusion, right? So, does the stuff just fall on the holodeck floor when they say discontinue program and everything disappears? Like, like right. the hard light that was holding said liquid does it just disappear? You have to swallow on the holodeck. You are ruining Star Trek for me right <laughs> now. That's the first rule. You have to swallow on the holodeck. Yeah, yeah but. If it's a robot, it's still kind of drop it when it disappears. The holograms, like, but then, but in dialogue during Star Trek, they always say like, "Oh well, you know, the ship is self cleaning." So just like they say, "Oh, uh, holodeck discontinue program," and they walk out and knowing steam clean that, itself. like knowing that shit is all on the ground. Like, like one of those like, European toilets that close like down a robot comes out. Like, 
Rosie comes oh, out. No, no, there's like public toilets, then the door closes. Yeah. 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 Just steam cleaners. Yeah, but in San Francisco, too. Yeah, yeah. in Russia. Like, that's weird that they'd have it in Russia. They have those cleaning toilets in Russia. Yeah. I can feel those are probably expensive, right? They're like a dollar. No, but I mean to build said oh, thing yeah, like yeah. that. Okay, it's so, weird. You open the, the so the Olympic Stadium has just gone to shit. But we have you put your money. All in, Olympic the Stadium. door opens. <laughs> you do your thing. Then the the door closes. It steam cleans itself, and then so the next person so that's going. what the holodeck does. Then. I guess. <laughs> Star Trek starting to sound more interesting. I got back to the Stepford Wives slash <laughs> Westworld. Right. God, I can't believe you made me watch fucking. Stepford Wives and this movie. <laughs> I'm done with robot movies with you. I'm not watching Terminator Genesis. What's so the new one? Ex Machina next What's week? the new one? You can watch that on your own. <laughs> I heard I, that's actually a good movie. So what? Ex Machina? Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. I'm watch that one. Uh, I just think it's... I, I, I wanted to watch this because of the, the show coming out. The show and coming out. Frankly, yeah. I like making my friends watch bad movies and making... Because you guys make me laugh. Yeah. So, like... I've thoroughly enjoyed... <laughs> I've thoroughly... This last 40 minutes has been hilarious for me. That, that movie, I think... I, I'd have to come back to you for sure on this. <laughs> Potential expectation. Like, where I thought the max... Could be right compared to where it actually landed oh, at terrible. the bottom. Right, the largest gap to, sure. for me between potential and execution well, of I, all time. I can yeah. understand you being like, "Oh, I hate this movie. It was the worst movie." But you got to remember, it's from 1973, so who cares? But like it's, you said, the elevator pitch of this movie, like, "God damn, this sounds great." Right, right. To the point where you're like watching it, going, "What the fuck?" Right. Well, like, well imagine if, if one of this. It wasn't. Michael Crichton. Yeah, he wrote right. and directed. Wrote and yeah. directed. Yeah, yeah. He also wrote and directed the 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 '80s movie that I like, Runaway. He wrote and directed. He has eight directorial credits on his. Here's my thing. He was a writer and a director, but also a doctor. I'm like, where's yeah? I'm like, when did you doctor? Well, I know, like Jurassic Park, the book, yeah, is like highly. Most of his books are highly detailed. Well, it's because he's doctor. He knows all the sci-fi stuff. What well, you know, not the bullshit science. But then think I mean, about like, the science. shit that he was spewing. The dialogue of these. Yeah. That's my problem. Is like, so you're a medical doctor, so you can talk about genetics and genomes and DNA and yeah. stuck in amber. But when you come to robotics, I feel if you don't know what you're talking about, you can't just perhaps say words. don't make things up. And I get in the '70s, nobody knew exactly when it came to. I like wouldn't suspect it. No, especially because oh, right, computers yes. were like what the size of your house, right? <laughs> it, right. It, 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 right. Hello, <laughs> you, right. oh, it talked. Right, exactly. <laughs> what else did he direct? Uh, well, I mean, he did, he did a, the Great Train Robbery. He did a um, he did a version That's one of his books, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, he did a, a version of a drama on a strain, which he also wrote. Uh, Runaway, like I said, like mm-hmm. I love Runaway. I mean, it's Magnum PI versus Kiss with robots. Oh, and Kirstie Alley, because <laughs> that's what you need. I know. Like, that's <laughs> right. I do remember that movie. <laughs> the little the, the robot science that is even funkier than the seventies oh because it's the eighties. So it's like they're like we have near future. Robot missiles that are this tiny that seek out the victim through walls. <laughs> Just oh, like, bro. What? So he gave up on the infrared? Let's talk about that. Oh, they upgrade Yul Brenner's robotic eyes to infrared. For no apparent reason. Plot, for, yeah, for no point. reason whatsoever. Uh, well, no, it's plot point. So he could find what's his name in the desert, but it has no purpose of why they did it at that time. And they show his, like, uh, 
infrared vision probably a couple dozen times. Which is like looking at something that's really pixelated. It's like it was pixelated. such a it was so, apparently was it, and then the last five the versions of it were actually infrared. And they said it took eight hours of work, post production work, to do every ten seconds of that isolated looking. Thing. I don't know why his option was to go pixelated. But when they show the infrared, see pixelated. It, there was nothing ever read no. in it that would show any no. heat signature. Yeah. Like at the point where the horse goes up, they're riding up a river, and he's looking at the stream, and he can follow them. For like, no that's not how infrared works. Even though nothing discernible is showing up on his vision. And then later... It's, it's not like predator vision. It's, right. Where you're just like, can't you just film it like the robot sees normal? Later he gets... No, pixelated right. vision. It's the worst. Later yeah. there's yeah. a line of dialogue that says, like, oh, you know, there's one way to disable the... You, you can throw acid in their face. And that'll disable them. Yeah. So sure enough, he happens to come across, you know, like, hey, look, we found a bottle of acid. For no, again, For, would know, not be there. And he, you know, he o- picks open up. container. Eventually, by the way. Like, it was three open containers. Eventually, of acid. gets the acid, throws it in his face, which now makes his his Face-pump. infrared vision actual infrared right. vision. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be the turning point. It's just so weird. Which, by which the way, leads uh, to the chase. Two scenes later, a drop of water makes the mouth well, That's what I was going to get to. <laughs> you know, so it gets to the chase, which is basically a long walking chase through many, many hallways <laughs> and gardens. Right? There's one of 11 yes. different t- shots. 11 shots of yeah. walking through a garden. To walk through a garden. Not, not like running, sprinting, running away, but walking through a garden. And then uh, uh, the way he finally disappears was because he's standing next to a, a torch. You yeah. know, oh, I can't tell the difference between a human and the torch light. Right. Apparently they're both the same heat signature. Well, it's a well-known and fact. And then I'm just going to light you on fire well, so and you're dead. It's a well-known fact that if you don't move, a cyborg can't see you. They're visually based on movement. <laughs> like a T-Rex. Yeah, well it's, it's well-known Like fact. a T-Rex. Yeah. Like a T-Rex. It, it, and then, like Brian said, and then la- later, literally, a woman, uh, a woman robot gets a drink of water, like a sip of water, and, and shorts out. And Malfoy's like, yep, that's it. Didn't have to catch her on fire. Didn't yeah. throw acid in her face. Just a sip of water. How did wow. did you feel about Yul Brenner's performance as the killer robot? He had a walk about him. Yeah, he had a swagger. He had like a, And with a great score, it could have been intense. It, it was quite but the, just he he has, a swagger. He has a you John know. Wayne swagger that's yeah. not like John Wayne. Not like John Wayne. You're Lyons. like, where John Wayne, you're like, oh, he's got a, a distinctive walk that makes John Wayne John Wayne. <laughs> you're like, Yul Brenner's got a walk that's like, oh. It was like you a fancy walker. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> sucking in his gut. Oh, like, the, <gasps> that gut. He was. I think that's what made him walk funny. Could is be. he was like, I can't suck in the gut and walk at the same time. Right, and I don't think he ever blinked once in the movie, which was well, <laughs> probably because he couldn't. Because if, when they did those close-ups, it was quite apparent. They put in reflective contacts to make that look. Yeah, they were. He probably context. could not blink without there damaging his eyes. A little bit of yeah. trivia we read about it that uh, at one point during one of the gun battles, you know, they were all blanks. So they're right. actually shooting in, in real life, but a piece of the wadding came out of one of the guns, hit him in the eye, and scratched his cornea. Of course it did. Which then made it almost impossible for him to wear the contact. <laughs> for the rest of the movie. I thought the contacts were a nice effect. So, I, I oh, thought, yeah, it worked. Because like, today they were just done it digitally. Right. You know, but it, for him to actually yeah. wear metallic contacts for that day and age. Which is also so, like, you're sticking mail in your eye, that's not well. well like, can we you're, also you're mention that that was the upgrade to make them look more like dehuman, dehumanize them that way? What do you mean? Like, 
that was their... They're, the whole thing is for like that only their hands don't look human. Only their hands have a little defect on it. That's how you could yeah. tell. If, if imagine if they all got the upgrade, they all have these weird eyes. They wouldn't look like humans anymore. Right. Well, maybe that was because, as you point out, we never knew who was a human or a robot in any scene. Right, so I guess that, if they all had weird eyes, correct, you can you at least know. tell. Of course. Because as far as we were new, there was only one guest in Medieval World, one guest at Robo World, and right. these two do... Oh, three, because right. Jake Van Patten... Three people at Westerworld. So they had five guests paying a thousand dollars a day for what I'm assuming is a multi billion dollar park. Right, seriously. Where they had no guests. I love Dick Van Patten. Well, no, there's you know, a bunch you know, of people on that plane on their way there. Right, but be, but it's. We don't see anybody else. I know, and again, not important to the movie, right. but I feel there should have been a lot more extras walking around to give the feel of, oh, this is a theme park. Yeah. Because even at one point he goes, well, you're at a, he goes, you're at a theme park. No, when he says amusement park, but right. you're like, uh, amusement parks have your wrong terminology, but like you're like there should be more people here. I to feel like this is a another world. classic line. Looking out the window, two people walking on the street. There's a lot to do here. <laughs> End of scene. <laughs> scene. There's a lot to do here. Slow motion. You know what? That'll do, pig. <laughs> Man. So, would you recommend a watch of Westworld before the show? I feel no. funny. No. I feel funny. <laughs> so you're like, no. Donald, would you recommend Westworld? I, um, gosh, I feel like it's one of those things that you, you want to watch for the pure horribleness of it all. You know, like you would watch. I guess if you're a fan of slow 70s sci-fi cinema, definitely check it out. Oh but if God, that's that not your... Kill me. Like, if that's not your jam, no, you, then God, no. You want to watch this movie almost like a Mystery Science Theater style. Like, you want to Which sit around... Which you guys some, did. We yeah. had to. It's a group yeah. of friends thing. Because yeah, there's, yeah, not, yeah. there's not enough dialogue to interrupt it, you know. <laughs> you you just kind of... You just kind of just watch it and talk over it and be like, okay. Yeah, this and is... we're walking and we're still walking and we're still walking. <laughs> what did you say? There was more walking in this than <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. There was. Like, There's a lot six of movies of Hobbit walking. Yeah. This is still. Painful. I get it. You got little legs, but Jesus, yeah. come on, guys. Cheap sets. Get to it. You, you know. got little legs. Fucking get there already. <laughs> Alright, well that'll be us for this week uh, I'm Leland for the Movie Issues Podcast You can find us on Twitter and Facebook And I'm not Don <laughs> I'm not Brian There's pixelatedgeek.com Check out the other podcasts uh, Lost in Sci-Fi uh, You know, it's all all there yeah, uh, Watch it all, listen to it all <laughs> so, uh, Leave us some comments in the comment section <laughs> You know, uh, uh, like us on iTunes If you want us back Okay. Subscribe so. to us uh, Subscribe here, subscribe here Who are you all of a sudden? I don't know, that's what that guy, one guy does <laughs> That's what that one guy does. Like, subscribe here, subscribe here. You know, that one guy, Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, subscribe here. Yeah, right. subscribe to Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. He's got 90 podcasts. I only have three. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Don't know what he got to